welcome back to an extremely goofy podcast. Um, it is your host, Lexi. And Ashlyn. Last week, we discussed our favorite parade, which was, which I think a unanimous vote. It's not really unanimous. There's only two of us, but <laughs> it was Paint the Night. Of course. No, it wasn't. It was Main Street Electrical. I mean, yes, the Main Street Electrical, but in terms of like... This was not unanimous. <laughs> in terms of the one that we talked about, we did really heavily talk about... Um, Fine. Paint the Night. Fine. However, to Ashlyn's point, the predecessor, the it girl of Disney nighttime parades... It is everyone's fan favorite. Main Street Electrical Parade. Woo! I was going to say, I can literally hear the music. There is a mixtape that came out in the mid-2000s. And this mixtape only started because of this one song. And it was a remix of... It was a house remix mm-hmm. of Main Street Electrical Parade, and it opened to the doors to an entire EDM-based mixtape um, of Disney songs. But, like, Main Street Electrical Parade really is that girl. I know exactly what you're talking about. I've heard this remix a million times. I used to listen to it all the time as a teenager. Oh, as a teenager, I still listen to it. That's my Get Ready song. <laughs> I blast that shit in the car at 8.30 in the morning as I drive to work. the office. Yeah, I get pumped. You know what I do? I listen to the Disneylanders music, like, all day long while working. Have you heard oh. them? No. They have all these remixes. They're sort of lo-fi. Okay. Um, but they have remixes to Disney songs, and, like, I listen to it, like, literally all day on Spotify. I will be adding that to my list. Definitely check it out. Immediately. Yeah. Very good. Very good. But yeah, the Main Street Electrical Parade remix was also on the like Disney Dance Dance Revolution that they released. Oh, <laughs> so that's good. Like, I was just dancing my little heart out to that. As you should. Yeah. Like we love Main Street Electrical Parade so much. And... If you are in the Disney fandom, as I'm sure you are because you're listening to us, um, like you know how important and how much love this parade has from the fandom and from, you know, Disney goers, non-Disney fans alike. But do you know the full history of Main Street Electrical Parade? I don't. Well, how about I tell you? Yay, an educational episode! (laughs) It's education time! (laughs) Please, tell me more. Okay, so, ahem, ahem. As you do know, the Main Street Electrical Parade is a nighttime parade that premiered in June 1972 in Disneyland. I know. Wow. Girl's old. She's, she's kicking it. She looks good for her age. She does. She aged very, very well. Yeah. Except for one portion. But you know what? It's okay. I forgive <laughs> that portion. It's we fine. sort of hate the patriotic portion, but it's okay. It's fine. The rest of it, the other 90% of it, we love. The parade features floats and live performers that are covered in 600,000 LED lights. That's crazy. 600,000 in 1972? In 1972, right out of the gate. 
Wow. Um, the original parade ran at Disneyland from 1972 to 1996. Mm-hmm. And then it also had some limited engagements, um, 2017 to 2019. So her original run was like 20 years. Yeah, it was crazy. And that's why it has so much love. It was a fixture in yeah. Disneyland for yeah. a really long time. It also went to DCA from 2001 to 2010, as you talked about in the last episode. And another version also ran at Magic Kingdom at Walt Disney World from 1977 to 2016 with a couple of gaps. 1991 to 1999 was Spectro Magic. And I think 2001 to 2010 was also Spectro Magic. Or maybe just nothing was going on because it wasn't Main Street Electrical then. I think it had to have been Spectrum Magic. I'm thinking so too. Yeah. She's a permanent girl. She's there. She's been around. The parade was inspired by the electrical water pageant. What's an electrical water pageant? Have you not seen this? It's the nighttime thing that runs on the Seven Seas Lagoon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 14 screens, has lights all over them, runs nightly outside of Walt Disney World. Well, out, runs nightly outside of the Magic Kingdom. After the opening of Walt Disney World, the president of Walt Disney Productions was concerned that Disneyland wasn't getting enough attention anymore. So they wanted to start some kind of project that would create a nighttime event for the park to keep visitors in the park after hours. Okay. Smart. Smart. Yeah. So that's how they came up with Main Street Electrical Parade. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. And I had never really connected it before to the water pageant, but it does look a lot like it. It makes sense. Something that I didn't know, the main theme from Main Street Electrical Parade is called Baroque Hoedown, and it's actually not a Disney song. I actually did know that. I had no idea. I thought that somebody was, like, slaving away writing this at, like, Walt Disney Music or whatever. No, I do remember reading it. I think when the remix came out that it's the song is called Baroque Down, and then that was the only piece of information that I like looked into and I was like oh that's cool and shoved it into my little pea brain um <laughs> it's currently taking up two percent of like my single last brain cell <laughs> it's apparently taking up too much room <laughs> that's the the status but but yeah it was a duet by Perry and Kingsley so it wasn't a Disney song. Love Perry and King... Perry? Perry. Perry. Love Perry and Kingsley. You <laughs> left us with the greatest gift known to man. God bless. <laughs> Godspeed. The last float should be dedicated to you instead of America. No, honestly, though. <laughs> uh, but they chose the song because it had the ideal tempo for choreography. Before that, they actually considered using music from Fantasia... But um, the producer, Jack Wagner, felt like the music should instead be electronic, which was obviously the right decision. Definitely the right decision. Love Fantasia, but not for parade. No, it wouldn't have been right. It would not have slapped. Not for a nighttime parade. No, no. Okay, this is also kind of an interesting factoid. So the Disneyland staff saw these light displays along Michigan Avenue in Chicago And whenever they saw them, they really liked it. So Disney actually arranged for the parade's original floats to be constructed by the same Chicago-based companies that made the holiday displays. That's amazing, actually. I know. I really like that fact. And I love that it was a conscious choice 
to outsource the floats and the light displays to the same company that they were inspired by. I agree. I think it's a really nice sentiment. The bad news is that (laughs) the bad news is that two months before the deadline, the float contractor was so far behind schedule that Disney ended up having to finish the floats themselves. Sentiment was nice. Sentiment was there. I get it. We're in a supply chain like (laughs) cuckold right now, like in the present day. So I completely understand it. Even back in 1972, that supply chain, it was acting up. They they could not get it right. I'm not blaming you, Chicago Lights. I'm not. I get it, truly. If only. um, But the intention was there. Yeah. 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 So Disney ended up hiring welders, electricians, and other temporary workers to assemble the floats. And then they hand-tinted and installed 500,000 bulbs. So all of the bulbs that are in that parade are actually hand-tinted. They're not just, like, blue or red or whatever, like someone was like. That's crazy. Yeah. I love that fact so much just based on knowing what Disney artistry was back in the day. I think it's Mm -hmm. such a great nod to bring it back to how DIY everything was. Yeah. um, Especially in that time. Um, it's a cute little Easter egg of a fact. Yes, I agree. <laughs> um, the parade also had really interesting technological advances for Disney. For Disney so or was- for the entertainment industry? All of it, actually. Uh, yeah. All of it. Yeah. <laughs> we love an innovative queen. Um, the parade had the first automated parade show control programs. So it allowed the parade route to contain multiple radio activated trigger zones so as the float would enter a zone the audience would hear that float specific music through the park's audio system Mm -hmm. and each zone was like 70 to 100 feet long and this was really cool because it ensured that every person watching the parade was able to experience the same show no matter where they were standing along the parade route that's so interesting because i always wondered how (laughs) I always wondered how they would how they would just cycle through and like right. growing up like the idea was that you need to be at the start of the parade one because like you waste so much time if you're waiting around at the end of the parade two though is that like in terms of performance like it's the best time to see it since it's just coming out of the gate but yeah. I was also just really curious because you don't want to miss any part of the parade. Or, like, any of the soundtrack that accompanies the parade. So I was always curious as to how they were able to provide the same show to all of the parade goers if it if you weren't standing at the beginning of the mm-hmm. parade route. Yeah. I know nothing about technology, so I've literally never thought about it before. <laughs> but once I read this the other night, I was like, wow, that is incredible and something that makes so much sense. Yeah. No, that's so great. Yeah, because I guess otherwise you just are playing the whole parade track like throughout right. the park and people right. are seeing stuff at the wrong time. Exactly. So like that's a cool little factoid to know. The first rehearsal of the parade was a mega disaster. A float actually crashed into a building on Main Street. Oh, no. <laughs> I know. I can't figure out which one. I was looking for photos because I'm like 
a horrible person, um, but couldn't find one. And some of the performers' costumes actually emitted sparks. I would have looked for photos for that. Yeah, right? Did anyone catch on fire? Oh. I don't think so, but... <laughs> okay, that's good. I don't know enough. Like, I would love to, like, talk to somebody who was there that day in Disneyland. Yeah. 72? They'd still be yeah. alive. Yeah. Anyway, despite that, um, the parade still premiered on schedule on June 17th, 1972. Until 1977, some of the floats were flat screens that were just, like, manually pushed the whole time, similar to the electrical water pageant. Uh-huh. But, again, I didn't find photos, so I don't know which ones. But I bet it was interesting. I couldn't even imagine. I'm thinking they're just, like, rolling screens. Yeah. But the parade was a huge hit. It was duped for Walt Disney World in 1977, where it ran until 1991, whenever Spectral Magic premiered. And in Disneyland, it ran from 72 to 95. Yeah. When it was replaced by the Light Magic Parade. Now, I watched quite a few videos about Light Magic. (laughs) And this seems to be, like, one of the big Disney, like, faux pas. Oh, I don't know anything about light magic. I had never heard of it before. I'm thinking that like Galactic Star Cruiser is the next light magic. <laughs> so, Oh, this is my theory. Disney knew that Main Street Electrical Parade was like so popular and like a huge part of everybody's park experience. So they really wanted to like push the boundaries of what they could do with the next parade. So they wanted to do something that combined parades with... um stage performance okay so light magic was born this featured four massive 80 foot long floats that would come to a complete stop in front of people before playing out a complete 20 minute performance wait so are you saying that this parade was an hour long I think it was technically I think it was technically 20 minutes long because you just saw like the same thing on each float. Oh no. <laughs> but Disney spent 20 million dollars on this. Good. Yep. They uh literally redesigned the area outside of It's a Small World in Disneyland to make room for these massive floats to come through. You've never been to Disneyland. I've you've, been once. You've been once. Okay. So the area in front of It's a Small World is literally the most ginormous, empty area in the park for no reason. And I could not for the life of me figure out why because it's it's a small world. And then on the other side of it now they have um, meet and greet spaces. But like uh-huh. it's a giant – it's basically a pavilion. Well, that's why I guess because there's like photos of them like tearing up the land outside of It's a Small World. yeah. That's crazy. So that's nuts. (laughs) The parade utilized 2,500 miles of fiber optic cable, 1,500 strobe lights, 132 robotic lights, and 185 air cannons. So they did all of this. They spent $20 million, and people absolutely hated it. You don't ruin a good thing. Yeah, it was reported that some guests hated it so much they were booing at it during the opening night. Oh, no. Cast members referred to this parade as light tragic. Light tragic. On a, the Good wordplay. I know, word I know, play. I know. How long did it run for? <laughs> um, I feel like it was pretty much immediately canceled. <laughs> I would hope so. 
Yeah, yeah. But basically the plot of this whole parade was that it was just like characters dancing to Celtic music for like 20 minutes in front of people. Celtic music? Yep. Yep. Uh, oh. Yep. Um, and then at some point, like a storm comes in the parade and then like Tinkerbell blows away the storm and then they just like keep dancing. And that was 20 minutes. Huh. I see. So, you know, we tried a concept and it failed. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. So that parade was quickly canceled, but they didn't actually put Main Street Electrical back into California until 2001. That was because management was concerned about the poor attendance for the spring break season at DCA. And they were afraid that people wouldn't come to the park during the summer unless it had like some big draw. So then they sent Main Street Electrical to DCA. Makes sense. Good job, Eisner. I think it's really funny because I just feel like Main Street Electrical becomes like this like Hail Mary for Disney where it's like whenever things kind of start looking bad, they're like, ah, put Main Street Electrical back in. I wonder if that is going to be the same rule that applies. Probably because they're sending it back to Disneyland. I would spend an absorbent amount of money to see Main Street Electrical Parade again, quite frankly. Well, whenever it was first announced, I was like, oh, Seth, we have to go to Disneyland. (laughs) It's time. Yeah. This is the time. Yeah, I would a thousand percent do. I would go to see, I would go to Disneyland to see Main Street Electrical. Shit mm-hmm um okay hang on let me see where i am in the history here because there's a lot of it just kind of going back and forth places like they put it in dca for a while um it runs for like nine years and then it goes to magic kingdom again in 2010 for the summer nightastic promotional and it just stays there until 2016 and then it went back to disneyland until 2019 and now we know that it's coming back to disneyland yay Woo! It really is Disney's, like, okay, great, everyone hates us now. Let's bring back the one thing that we know that they love. It feels like that. It feels like whenever they're like, okay, we don't know what to do to attract crowds or, like, make people happy, so uh, let's just send Main Street Electrical. I mean, it's a good it's a good draw, right? Like, mm-hmm. I agree with that business move. I mean, it obviously works because the second it was announced for Disneyland, I was like, okay, I'm going to go to Disneyland now. Yeah, right? Like, I'll pay the $110 to go to a half-day park so I can (laughs) see Main Street Electrical. I love Disneyland. I just, I need to make it clear that I love Disneyland. It is currently my home park because I have not been to Disney World in many years. But, like, it's pricey. Anyway. For sure. Throughout the iterations of Main Street Electrical, all of these different changes, it going back and forth to different parks, most of the floats have stayed intact. Ooh. Yeah. There are a few units that they don't use anymore. There used to be one for the Blue Fairy, which I absolutely remember from my childhood. Mm-hmm. I wish they kept the Blue Fairy uh, float. I'm surprised that they didn't. Yeah. I mean, they kept Pinocchio, but I guess, like, other than Pinocchio... And Monstro, unless you were, like, a hardcore Pinocchio fan, the Blue Fairy is kind of not a show stealer. Anyway. There was also a circus float that I'm trying to find a photo of. There was an It's a Small World unit, which I definitely don't remember. Mostly that I don't know why you would need a small world unit when there's a small world right there. 
Yeah, I don't know. And then there was also a float for Return to Oz um, that was destroyed in a fire. But I couldn't find any more information. That's all that I read. They were just like, and it was destroyed in a fire. So <laughs> I wonder if Disney set that fire themselves. <laughs> just take a rip. Have you seen Return to Oz recently? No. I'm about to drop some candy and watch Return to Oz. Feel like I would be terrified, but it might- I don't think I've ever seen it. But I hate Wizard of Oz. I've never seen Wizard of Oz. I've definitely never seen Return to Oz. I just know that it's apparently like the most asinine film. Really? Yeah, it's apparently like wild. Like the storyline is absolutely crazy, but then the costumes and like the set is also like absolutely crazy. And you're just, it's very much fever dream material. Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds very interesting. Hmm. Destroyed in a fire. Anything else that was destroyed in a fire? No, that's all that I found out about fires. Oh, well. But, I mean, there's two fires, you know, throughout the history that we know of, so that's kind of fun. Right? What's the, I was, I was just curious if there was a third one. Three's the magic number. Not that I know of, but who knows? I'm sure that there's something that hasn't made it on the internet. Very true. Main Street Electrical has been such a significant parade in Disney history that it's also inspired several spinoffs, such as Dreamlights at Tokyo Disneyland, and of course, Paint the Night. We all know how important Electrical Parade is, or Main Street Electrical Parade is. I just think that it's just one of those things that's so quintessentially Disney, and like we love and adore Paint the Night, but like there's just nothing... That can top Main Street Electrical Parade and the fact that it has influenced so many entertainment decisions within Disney is super interesting as well as just like a true test. It's like an attest of time in that like it truly is a timeless fixture Yeah, at Disney. Yeah, I think it's, like, the most important parade that Disney's ever done. Mm-hmm. And it's so interesting that it happened, like, so early on mm-hmm. in the park's history. Mm-hmm. And that, like, it still holds up to this day. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a good example of how, like, you can just get something right, like, right out of the gate. <laughs> yeah, and, like, it's going to stick with people. Um, yeah. And, like, we talk so much about Paint the Night um, and how it is a succeeder, successor for main street but it's also one of those things that kids these days that are going to disney or have been to disney within the last like 10 or so years um and paint the night was their first parade like they're getting a little bit of main street electrical parade in there as well and i just yeah i i love that i love that too it's like it lives on mm-hmm. and it continues to live on um, yeah, I also think that it's like not only is it timeless, but it's it is one of those things that it's it is Disney. Like mm-hmm. I don't think of a Disney parade and not think of Main Street Electrical Parade. Yeah, I agree, and I'm sure so many others do as well. Yeah, this parade is like so deep in pop culture that in 2020. On Dancing with the Stars, one of the spinning snails from the Alice unit showed up on stage. Shut up! <laughs> yeah. That's so cute. Isn't that funny? 
I like that a lot, actually. I have one other fun fact about this parade that, like, doesn't really fit in anywhere. Give me fun. Give me fact. In 1997, they created a Hercules electrical parade that ran in New York for the opening of the film. (laughs) And Disney arranged for the lights to be turned off on eight blocks of Broadway up to the theater so they could, like, show this parade in full. And all of the businesses complied except for one, and it was Warner Brothers. I love that so much. How petty is that? That is so petty and kind of iconic. I know. That's amazing. Yeah. The parade is on YouTube, the Hercules one, but I haven't watched it yet. So going to add that to my playlist. Same. That's what I'm watching right after this. <laughs> What's your favorite from Main Street? My favorite is the Alice one. I love that. I mean, I kind of talked about this in the last episode too, but I love that she has a microphone and that she's like actively talking to the audience. Mm -hmm. I think it's such a rare thing that doesn't happen anymore. Like, I don't think Disney would like risk that. Yeah. Anymore. Um, But I love like all of the accompanying parts of that whole unit. Like I love the caterpillar. I love the snail. Um, the little ladybug it's all just so cute so that's my favorite part I agree it's my favorite float except I think my favorite on the ground Mm -hmm. um unit is the white rabbit because you never see the white rabbit like you never see the white rabbit yeah and I just think it's cute and to your point like you never get to see like you don't get to hear characters talk anymore on parades but I love the fact that Alice sounds like Alice and she has a mic and she's talking to us yeah it's so whimsical and like really puts you like you're part of the parade my whole thing is that Main Street Electrical Parade the fact that they do have um the Peach Dragon portion as well as Alice hooked up to mics um it's a easy way to keep the crowd immersed in the parade definitely it's just so easy to like I guess it's just like a really nice detail to have but yeah I agree Alice is also my favorite what do you think is the biggest float in this parade in terms of like height trying to think and it's not Elliot surprisingly no what is I'm scared It's actually the clock tower from the Cinderella part. Oh, what? I know. That surprised me too. How tall is it? The clock tower is 18 and a half feet high. And I think Elliot is 16 feet. Oh. I know. That's pretty high. It's very interesting. I'm curious to know what everyone else's favorite float is. Yes. Please let us know what your favorite float is. What memories do you have from Main Street Electrical Parade? What memories do you have on any of the parades? Really? True. Share your memories. And I also want to know if, like, you're one of the, like, 10% that doesn't like Main Street Electrical Parade. Evil. Terrible. You are my arch nemesis. Rethink your choices. (laughs) But I'm curious as to why. Like, why wouldn't you like Main Street Electrical Parade? Give me discourse. Yeah, I have no idea. I don't know why you would not like this parade. No, neither do I. It's very classic, and it's, like, honestly not even that, like, outrageous comparatively, Mm -hmm. so. 
Thank you for all of the education. I really appreciate you teaching me some things. You're welcome. Was it fun? It was fun. My favorite part is how they spent $20 million on this like replacement parade that was like absolute garbage and people were booing in the audience. My favorite part about that is that they completely changed the layout of the park to uh, like accommodate this. And now the park is left with a giant pavilion outside of It's a Small World. <laughs> You can see like a really grainy video of this parade on YouTube. I'll send it to you because it's I like it's <laughs> it's different. I see why people didn't like it. Was it more of a show? Yeah. Okay. A hundred percent. It's just like a big like imagine this. You're like waiting for this parade because you've like heard so much about how Disneyland has, has an amazing nighttime parade. And then all of a sudden you see the float. It's coming at you and then it just stops. And then they just like dance around for 20 minutes. I would hate my life. Yeah. Hated. No, thank you. I'm about to watch it though. So yeah, it's interesting. If anyone else watches um, Light Tragic. Light Tragic. If anyone else watches Light Tragic, let us know your thoughts on it. Um, You can chat about it in our Discord. It's going to be linked in our bio. Um, If not, uh, send us a cute little tweet or a DM on our Twitter and or our Instagram. Um, our Twitter is extremely goofy with the O's as zeros. And our Instagram is an extremely goofy podcast. Um, we'd love to see you there. That was perfect. I did it. You did it. I was just relaxing. <laughs> I know. I'm glad that I could remember it. That one per- one blast brain cell is actively working. All right. Thanks for listening. Hope you guys learned a little bit.